Welcome everybody to Big Dog Ball Talk with Matt Acorn and Jordan Flegel. What's going on? It's past Christmas now, Jordan. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed uh, checking out our preview of the NBA slate. I, 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 I'm not to get right into it too quickly, but I think that we were probably we were pretty spot on uh, with how we, we figured the events of the day would end up going. Uh, we were, but it, it, I, I didn't go away feeling uh, depressed like I thought I would. All the games, a lot of the games were pretty close by the end, and it was um, even though a lot of guys, yeah, maybe you, you know, you were hoping. There were more stars out there. Uh, yeah. Like we talked about, it was still entertaining basketball. So I actually feel good. But I do think we we were right on the whole in terms of who we thought would win in the end. So that feels good too. Kind of best of both worlds. For sure. And I mean, Jordan, how did your Christmas go? Any nice gifts? Anything uh, really sentimental? Something that really gave a tear in your eye? Uh, I know you were. Oh. Really, I, I I I know you're a love actually guy. So I thought maybe there'd be some kind of grand spectacle. No, I mean, well. So we, Annie and I just moved into this new place uh, here in downtown Toronto. Well, kind of uptown, midtown, I guess you would say. Midtown. And, uh, and uh, so we're, we're moving everything in and we, we kind of like had boxes everywhere or whatever, but we still, we watched Love Actually on my, you know, my projector. Have I ever shown, have you ever been around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watched that? yeah. Well, we used to watch Raptors games with it, but we got this huge white wall that we, uh, you know, because we're moving in, nothing's on it. So that that was the that was about as big as it got uh, this year. We have a miniature tree, literally like the size of my laptop, um, that we uh, decorated. And uh, but it was good. We went around to Annie's family's place. I talked to my family over the phone, unfortunately, because uh, you know COVID uh, didn't really make it uh, a smart move to really travel anywhere too far For right sure. now. But uh, still a great Christmas, um, and it's exciting to be in a in a new place check it out how about you matt hey uh yeah can't complain i mean uh just a lot of uh honestly just boozing it's kind of been like a weak bender uh to be honest but i mean that's kind of nice so it's a good detox but then i'm gonna have to hit up a maybe a second detox maybe lay off the the hooch for a couple days but uh <laughs> we'll see uh, a juice cleanse yeah maybe maybe a juice cleanse i mean probably not maybe i'll start juicing maybe i'll get rid of yeah. Okay, that yes. could be good. I mean, I think that we probably get a lot more people if they're like, okay, it's uh, Jordan. Flea. If I, if I'm gonna call myself the big dog, I might as well be, you know, a big dog. Like, I want like a like Scott Steiner, 25 inch pythons, uh, start walking around, big daddy pump. Uh, uh, really, really, just you know, stick my leg up and piss on the competition. Um, <laughs> but everybody, welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, we were already talking about Christmas, but a lot of craziness, a lot of crazy uh, games. But you know, first first game I want to talk about and just bring up, uh, because again, we're we're kind of Westbrook haters here at this podcast for your first time Ooh. here. If you like Westbrook, probably not gonna like us, but I mean, hey, stick around. Maybe you'll uh, you'll maybe we can sway you to towards our direction and uh, you know yeah. let you see the light. Because uh, right now I think you're you're getting caught up in the the numbers, being a bit of a box score watcher. Um, first time ever uh, in NBA history that three point guards uh, on Christmas Day had triple doubles. Uh, but Westbrook's was not exactly uh, the same. Uh, so after the game, LeBron James, after the, the Lakers lose to the Nets, uh, pretty handily, uh, I would say as well, uh, especially in the, in the second well, half. Well, they made it close. They made it close there in the end, but, yeah. but it was uh... – they had to make a big comeback because clearly they didn't have enough gas in the tank by the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, regardless, uh, they ended up – you know, LeBron comes out after the game 
And he goes, oh, you know, well, you know, Russ, yeah, yeah, he missed some big shots down the stretch, but, you know, he, he always gives his effort and he's always working hard, blah, blah, blah. And then you go and it's like, what, like, what game was LeBron even playing? Like, is he, like, when he's on the side, like, I know he's in, he doesn't sit on the sideline much, but Russell Westbrook doesn't give effort unless he's getting the ball in his hands. He doesn't give two shits. He's one of the, like, this year he's shown, like, it's really getting amplified because he's in LA. Like, he's getting exposed that he's one of the worst offensive uh, point guards. Like, people always think, oh, because he's so athletic and he gets these chase down blocks or, you know, sometimes he'll pick someone's pocket that he's good. There's, he's horrible. Off ball, he has no defensive IQ. He has no idea what he's doing out there. He doesn't know where to stand. Yeah. He's losing his man. Like, Patty Mills was embarrassing him. He, he's literally – remember, I, we, we broke down a Lakers game a while ago. He literally lost them a game because of his defensive stupidity, uh, like, about a month ago. Uh, like, there was a close game. Oh, it was the OKC game. Uh, one of the embarrassing OKC losses uh, where he just walked away from Lou Dort for no yeah. reason when all, all you had to do was stay with your man and the, the OKC was probably going to, you know, not get the shot off it. So, like, yeah, he does it in the big situations. He does it uh, all the time, uh, specifically off ball. You're, you're right about that, that he just doesn't really, like, I know he knows what he should be doing. I don't know what it is. I don't know if his head is somewhere else or something, but um, yeah. he just, uh, yeah, doesn't, doesn't stick to his assignments and then really ends up making the Lakers have to do these weird, like, scrambling things that leaves some other guy open. Like, even when it's not clearly his fault, like, it'll look like someone else's man scored on them. It probably, if you trace it back, it, it might've started with Westbrook anyway, because he's, uh, he, and it's been that way for a while. And it's not just defensively off ball. If you watch him offensively off ball, mm-hmm. it, it's the same thing. He just kind of stands there. He doesn't look like he uh, is thinking about like the best way to affect the game, unless he has the, the big shiny orange mm-hmm. thing in his hand, then, then he knows what to do. And that's when it looks like he's giving effort. Like when he has the ball in offense, you know, he d- does the rust, like, you know, his, his ears perk up and he just you know when, when he puts his head down and he drives to the rim yeah it looks like he's trying yeah it looks like he's like going 100 percent. that's the only speed he knows um and then you know when he does make a bucket every once in a while he, he's gonna let the crowd know he's gonna let the other other team's bench know he's start gonna start like, rocking the hype, baby hype himself up and it's like russ man you you've, you've like missed four threes you, you 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 can't guard anyone you're you're uh you know not helping the team in any way offensively or defensively, unless, yeah, you, you've got the ball. And even then, you're not even that efficient. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what LeBron's saying. Obviously, he has to, you know, try and keep Westbrook's spirits up. Like, it's not going to help anyone if he, uh, yeah. you know, start, starts ragging on him. But even uh, Fizdale, who's stepping in for Vogel right now, um, said kind of a similar thing about uh, uh, Westbrook. That, you know, he, yeah, he's not making shots, but but he's trying and he's giving him this all out there. And it's like... He, is this like still happening where you're not holding Russell Westbrook accountable? Like in film sessions, yeah. it's so obvious what he's doing yeah. wrong and what he could, what he could be doing better. Like go, we've been, people have been begging him, especially like the analytics people go set screens uh, at, yeah, at any point, yeah. but he, he just doesn't set screen. But Steph Curry, who wouldn't, who, 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 if, if all he did was shoot, uh, you know, would, would probably still be one of the best point guards in the game. Steph Curry does so much off ball. It's insane. He basically never stops moving. Uh, when he gives the ball up, he runs around, he sets back screens, he sets ball screens. Well, because it uh, sets you know, him he, up, right? He did, that's, that's well, what we've been saying for years. Russ doesn't actually understand basketball, man. He, his no, IQ is so low. He's just gone by. Like, he's he's one of he's a freak athlete. Like, there's no kidding yeah. on that. 
but like when it comes to technical skill and when it comes to actual like knowledge of where he should be on the floor, where, uh, you know, his, his positioning is one of the worst. And again, yeah. the, the IQ, if you still think that you should shoot threes consistently, Russ, then you're out of your mind because you haven't shot over. I don't think he shot over 38% in his career. Maybe those numbers aren't right. I'm, this is literally a speculative. I'm going to look it up while, while you rebuttal <laughs> me. I, but I'm actually, I would be shocked if he's ever shot over 38% from three because he's been trash from deep. And well, if anything, that would be like first few years when he's not shooting that many. And he's yeah. like, you know, first putting it together, but it's not like real. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would be shocked too. And it's, it's just, it's, it's so frustrating because you know, when he was with OKC, especially after Kevin Durant left, they gave him that, that huge contract. And then all the stories out of there were that it was basically his organization. Like things ran, uh, you know, he, he, he was the one uh, calling the shots. Uh, and, and I don't think anyone was, uh, you know, willing or, or, you know, ever came out and really like, yeah. Hold Russell, uh, like, uh, Russ, these are the things you actually do wrong that are actually hurting the team. I think people were too scared. And I, I think if I get the feeling that that's somehow still continuing now uh, after he's left left OKC and had like one year stints with three teams because he, he's not really fit in that well. Like, yeah. Russ, I, I, I think he's like a, a guy. I mean, I even get the sense from way back here that he's a guy you don't want to like approach with like bad news or criticism. Like, I do not think he takes it well at oh, all. Oh, no, he doesn't. No, he does not. Um, you and you see him in the media. See that in the media, yeah. yeah. It's like, so, so I, I don't know if that's what's happening, but like someone's got to tell him and, and he's got to change because we have seen him slightly tweak what he does. Although, like with the Rockets when they first struggled um, and they weren't doing that well, and then they traded away Capella, they put uh, PJ Tucker at center and, and let Russ do his thing. That was more the Rockets adjusting to Russ. Yeah. Um, but like that's the only thing that's ever really worked. We've never really seen Russ adjust to his team that much, only like slightly in, in you know, certain ways certain circumstances so i don't even know and and if he can't do it with a lebron led team he's never going to do it so who yeah. knows and, and just to get the this out there so uh 34 is uh russell westbrook's career high from three oh on, uh, and that's on seven attempts per game that was uh, his mvp season uh his uh, his faux mvp uh, oh my God. so yeah, Westbrook, I'm getting really sick of this and I'm, I'm glad that we were on the, that we were on the right side of history here for legal, uh, saying that this wasn't going to work out. And actually also we were the, one of the first people to start floating out, uh, Russell Westbrook trade options, uh, yes. because, I, but, and it's the last thing I got, I really have to say on the matter. And there's a lot of guys in the NBA that this happens with, uh, and, and it's kind of one of those things that we we've talked about. I think it was, uh, maybe one of our all time, uh, uh, mentions I, I don't think it was the position rankings episode uh, might have been NBA 75 but uh, there's always players that like players like you know uh, yeah, those are yeah. like the hoopers the, and I think that Westbrook falls into that category that all these other players just respect him so much for pretty yeah. well like no reason like yeah. people just really like him and then like, like there's there's lots of guys like that like Carmelo is such a you know he's yeah. above, he's like an above average player now like very just above average nothing crazy but people would fucking still be like oh yeah mellow mellow sick mellow's good blah 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 yeah, except yeah. for that like year and a half span where everyone was like oh it's funny to make fun of how bad mellow is uh, yeah yeah but westbrook's one of these guys that no matter what people will always find a saving grace for him they'll always find the numbers to back him up they'll always do these fucking bullshit analytics that uh will yeah. try and make him look good uh but at the end of the day like the the real numbers don't lie your eye test doesn't lie uh yeah. 
I think that again, it's going to be sad when we're we're old and gray, and people are going to be like, "Oh my God, look at these career numbers for this Russell Westbrook yeah. guy." And it's like, <laughs> "Yeah, well, you should have watched him in real life." There's a reason he's never going to win a championship. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, to move on to another game that I wanted to talk about, uh, it was kind of a it was a nice Christmas surprise. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo able to yeah. uh, to play on Christmas Day. That was uh, that was awesome. Uh, and boy, he uh, he came to play uh, in the second half. Ended up uh, rallying, but I think it was a what was a 26 point deficit uh yeah, huge they, deficit. They, they, they came back from uh the bucks uh you know made it made it a great game against the celtics uh it actually was perfect because i uh, i took the the celtics to cover five and a half points uh and then wow. uh, losing by five so very close well, that <laughs> uh, i felt that i was gonna i was like man i should have won money line but uh no it's all, all good that's uh that's how you want to bring in christmas uh by gambling <laughs> um it's just the season but uh i mean what did you see from the bucks there i mean this is kind of, you know, a great example of what makes a championship team. Uh, not that yeah. this game was a, uh, you know, a, a, a season ender or a season de- defining game, but you know, the bucks they're down, they could have just rolled over, but Giannis is such a competitor and such a true star in the league that, you know, he's not going to just sit there and uh, be happy with uh, any loss. Uh, he wants to win every single night. So, I, I mean, what did you see on that game? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what you just said is what really, sets him apart even from other stars who you sort of give that quality to they're like sort of never say die attitude like we're, we're going to go out and and you know i'm, I'm going to try hard every game and i don't care uh if if, they, if it's a relatively meaningless uh you know regular season game or if, if it's you know game seven of the of the, of the finals like i'm i'm, I'm going to go 100 percent. and Giannis is kind of old school in that way like you yeah. don't see a lot of players like him um that much anymore which is really refreshing i think that's why everyone loves him so much yeah and uh and and that's what makes him great and 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 that's what it was like the the celtics got off to such a hot start like uh tatum and brown 25 points apiece um for the game like they were both on and they were getting contributions like marcus smart actually hit a few threes um and you know you had pritchard with 16 off the bench like you the the, the celtics were, were rolling especially early um, but yeah, the second half, the Bucks just turned on their, their defense um, and, you know, got out running a little bit and uh, Giannis really put them on their back. Like no one else had that good of an offensive game for the Bucks. Like Holiday and Middleton just had 17 each, which, you know, you, you normally, especially for Middle, Middleton, you know, get a little bit higher than that, you know, up between 20 to, to 30 usually. Yeah. And uh, takes a little bit of pressure off Giannis, but, but Giannis, uh, you know, he was scoring from all over the place. Um, you know, really getting into the teeth of the defense and, uh, you know, finishing and, and, and hitting shooters. And, uh, you know, the, there was the, the big play at the end, the really clutch play where Giannis was at the top of the, the, uh, the key outside the three-point line, just, uh, you know, sla- slapping his hands, really, really calling for the ball from Drew Holiday, who was on the left wing. But Drew drove in on Pritchard and then ended up finding Giannis, who ran, rim ran like at the last second when uh, Drew Holiday was under the basket. Yeah. He got the uh, the ball and an and one on Robert Williams, and then that kind of sealed the the deal. And you know, everyone in Milwaukee was super hyped, and uh, you know that that play right there, you know, the uh, Drew Holiday identifying a mismatch, getting down low, and finding Giannis, the seven foot tall, yeah. huge freak. freak of an athlete, rolling to the rim. That's like that. That's the perfect encapsulation of why the Bucks might just be you know the safest pick to repeat again this year because yeah they are so fucking good like the connection between those two for you know Middleton does his thing too but you saw specifically in in the playoffs and in the finals like those two like the, the what they gave up for for Drew Holiday was immediately worth it um yeah. and you know it, those two together are just they, they they work so well they're two long big 
players for their position uh, and re- really smart. And, uh, you know, they, they, they can win games like that even when they're down big because they've got a good defense and an offense that makes sense. And, you know, once again, I, I, I think it's, you know, after a team wins, you know, unless they make a big addition or something, and, you know, especially when there's more star power, uh, you know, elsewhere in the league, we you tend to kind of not talk about them as much. But, yeah, you yeah. know, the, the Bucks, I, I think – especially with the way Brooklyn's looking, which is kind of up and down and you don't know what James Harden you're going to get. I, I think the, the Bucks would probably beat the Nets as constructed right now. So, you know, they'd, yeah, be the, yeah. they'd be the East representative in the finals. And then who the hell knows who's going to make it out of the, the dog fight West. Yeah. Um, you know, either Golden State or Phoenix though, I'd give the Bucks a good chance against either of them again. So hey, Suns uh, versus Bucks finals rematch. That would be, uh, that'd be exciting. That's right. That's what I'm hoping for. That, that'd be, that'd be, that would be exciting. And you know, the, uh, Phoenix would, you know, want their revenge, but I, I think uh, Milwaukee would still have all those physical advantages they had last year. Yeah. So it'd be a, another tough series. But um, you know, they're kind of flying under the radar. But you know, games like this shows you the Bucks. The Bucks are still the like cream of the crop when it comes to you know good mm-hmm. NBA teams. Well, uh, and I think that on the flip side of things, this also encapsulated the uh, exactly kind of who the Celtics are. They're, uh, they're, they're kind of a team that's pretty good, but they have zero winning drive and they have zero heart (laughs) right now as a team. Uh, like the second that the bucks really started to push back, like they folded, absolutely folded. Uh, and, and that's something we've seen from the Celtics a lot in the last uh, few seasons, but this year, obviously being, uh, you know, one of, one of the worst, uh, examples of it. I mean, uh, I, I don't think many, uh, people expected the Celtics to be, you know, under 500 this year. I think that, a lot of us thought, you know, with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they'd be taking that next step and they could care. Because as I said, like they're, yes, the roster is not exactly the deepest, but when you have two all-star level guys, I mean, there's, yeah. there's no reason that you shouldn't be, you know, for like a safe, like seven seed at the, at yeah. the very least. And they, yeah, they're not, they're not far off from that still. Uh, so, you know, maybe being a little overcritical here, uh, but I, I really do think the Celtics have so much that they could be doing that they just aren't uh, this yeah. Uh, and, and again, it all trickles down from the top and, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they need to be the leaders on this team and they need to set this by example because really they're the ones that when, uh, you know, they're, they're out there, they've got to hold these leads. They've got to make sure that they're still, uh, they're still yeah. you know, giving their all. That's why the Bucks are able to do that. You know, Giannis is the leader. He, he never takes a, a second off. He's never walking or anything, you know, he's never taking a second to breathe. He just yeah. wants to keep playing and keep doing what he can to get the dub. Uh, so I think maybe Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum need to kind of reevaluate, uh, you know, get, get their mental psyche going and, uh, you know, get that killer mindset. Yeah. I mean, I know Tatum did all that uh, work with Kobe, uh, you know, so maybe he needs to really find his mom mentality and start uh, start pushing that narrative. Uh, yes. On the other side of these games, you know, you brought them up. I mean, Golden State shorthanded still pull off the dub against uh, against Phoenix. Uh, a crazy, crazy game. Uh, I mean, stat, I, I I, Steph has to be the MVP at this point, right? Like I know that, yes. that was, like the narrative kind of died off a little bit and people are trying to make it. I don't think it's close right now. Still. I really don't think it's close. Like Kevin Durant yeah. would probably be the, the number two guy in my opinion. Uh, you know, he, yeah. before he got COVID uh, you know, he was really on fire. Uh, it was like 51, 34 and 34 in his last three games. Something insane. Yeah. Uh, so I might, might have even had 34, uh, 30 something the game before he dropped 50, but yeah, uh, Still, yeah, Steph has just been unbelievable. The Warriors are looking uh, like their their old selves again, uh, which I'm sure everybody loves. <laughs> everybody yeah. loves to see. Um, but I mean, w- w- what's your main takeaway? Because again, it was a competitive back and forth game. 
it was and it's crazy to say that like the top one and two for mvp are steph curry and kevin durant and they used to be on the same team like it's it's just crazy the the star power that was uh that was on that team i feel bad for lebron even more now that he had to go up against those two guys but uh yeah the, the game uh ended up you know like kind of like we were hoping to be being super competitive and you know went down to the wire it was a back and forth game all the way and uh i i just noticed you know, right, right from the jump, like the Warriors seem to be playing harder uh, than, than the Suns. Like they really came out and defensively were, you know, jumping in passing lanes, causing turnovers. Uh, you know, so many times the Suns would just go and, you know, make what they think was just like a uh, an easy swing pass or something or like a kind of over the head pass. And, and you know, Gary Payton was get, would get his hands in there. Draymond would get his hands in there. Otto Porter had a hell of a game, um, stepping in on the wing for uh, Wiggins and uh, Poole who were missing Wiggins. for the Warriors. And, um it was, uh, yeah, kind of back and forth, um, you know, d- down the stretch. And, you know, Steph just draws so much attention offensively. Uh, it, it's really all you can, like, focus on when, when you're a defense. And then, you know, he's just so smart and knows when to give it up. And then even when, when he gives up to Dray- gives it up to Draymond specifically, then you've got a whole other, you know, playmaking mind that gets, gets yeah. to go to work. Um, and then, you know, it, it, you, you, the, the system is so – the Warrior system is so incredible that you can – uh, having a game like this against probably the best team in the NBA other than yourself, mm-hmm. um, you know, so yeah. far this season and win without your two main, uh, well, three, if you include clay, but your, your two main uh, wing scorers, uh, because, you know, you just have the next guy step up into that role and, you know, this, the system that, and the gravity that Steph, uh, you know, you know, pulls everyone into uh, you, you, you're going to have open shots. And Otto Porter was the guy that took advantage of that hit, hit a few threes down the stretch. Um, and, uh, you know, some, some, some big shots for them. And uh, on, the, on the Phoenix side, like, I, I thought they played pretty well. I thought Aiton could have done better and, uh, you know, taken over a little bit more. Story um, of his career, man. It, like, it, if, you, if you feed him, it, it looks like when, you, when you're looking at, uh, you know, the, his best plays of the game, it looks mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, give it to him every, every game. He's eating down there. He just does yeah. a little, you know, turnaround. And, you know, he, he had 18 and 7, but he shot 8 for 10. Like, let him get a few more shots up. He's clearly – it's clearly working, you know. Like, he's uh, – he definitely got a mismatch there down there pretty much every time, you know, whether it's uh, Draymond or Looney or whoever it is, he's, he's bigger than those guys. And uh, you know, I, I think one way that the sun's offense can be unlocked even more is if you do really pound it down there to him, let him, let him do that against uh, you know, it doesn't have to just be the warriors. Lots of teams are, you know, have a small um, you know, front court compared to, to Aiton, who's a, a big oh, like, huge. seven footer. Yeah. But that's um, the problem. Know, we we've talked about this so many times with the Suns, and they just it. I, I think I I think it's partly the game plan isn't just it just isn't built for him to succeed as well as you know yeah. uh, other teams might have it for him. But I also think that he's kind of like he's he's I love Aiden. He's one of my like a, a nice underrated player. I think the Suns are they have a, quite a few a lot of those guys that I like I I really like sneakily. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing with Aiden again, it was kind of something that people expect him to do more coming out of uh, Arizona you got to fucking be a bully down low. And that's why in the yes. NBA finals, like game one, like it was uh, amazing to see, you know, he really took over down low because in the NBA right now, there's only a few really dominant big men. And there's really yep. even fewer between them dominant, <clears throat> like strong big men. Cause a guy yep. like cat, like he's big, but I mean like John oh, him, no problem. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, even like a Nikola Jokic, you know, he's tough, but again, not, not a physical specimen. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying. DeAndre Ayton should be bullying people down low. I kind of feel at this point, even though they're, they're very different uh, body type uh, players, but I kind of feel like Evan Mobley is what yeah. everyone thought DeAndre Ayton was going to be. Uh, and, it's, yeah. uh, and, and, and again, respect to DeAndre Ayton. He's still you know, a really solid player. He's still super young. 
Um, but like it's it's for a number one overall pick, you want someone who's going to be you know a franchise player. Uh, instead, it's looking like you know without Chris Paul coming over there, you know, but he he didn't even get the extension with him, and uh, you know putting on all yeah. his uh, performance. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously they probably would have. Uh, he'd be getting the Marvin Bagley treatment at this point. Like, yeah, I don't, exactly. I don't, I mean, I mean, yeah, maybe I'm, uh, I'm, uh, uh, going a little overboard there, but uh, again, it's a, it, it's, he, he's a great player, but yeah, I do think that either him or the coaching staff uh, out in Phoenix need to sit together and figure out a way to get him more involved. Well, it's, 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 I, I you've seen this story before, like as Raptors fans, you kind of saw it with Jonas a lot of the time, where he, yeah. he would, he would have really kind of similar games, like he'd have eighteen, um, and you know, ten rebounds or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, he did. He gets him when he's so young. Like Jonas was so raw, probably more, more sure. raw than Aiden ever was, honestly. But uh, like he he would shoot incredibly efficiently, and it would, he would look good when he would get the ball down there. He'd do a little turnaround or whatever. But yeah, then through the through the flow of the game, the ball just doesn't go back to him, and then he kind of gets you know he's a little lethargic about it, and then you have to feed him again to get him more energized, and um, it's kind of like you have to go out of your way to get him the buckets, and and like while that may be true kind of with Aiden, I, I kind of get the same sense that the Suns have to like really go out of the way to feed him down there, let him go to yeah. work and, and let him be happy for, for a possession. But if you did it more and he, he kept shooting at the same clip and there's no reason why he can't, you know, keep shooting, you know, if he's shooting eight for 10, takes a few more shots, that's still efficient, even if he misses, you know, a few of those. Um, but, you know, you get it down there more. That doesn't have to be your end game. He, if he, you know, DeAndre Aiden's not the worst passer in the world. All he has to do is if he draws any sort of double team, even just a weak double team, yeah. kick it out again, and then you'll have an open shot somewhere else. Like, that doesn't have to be the end game, but it can just unlock a whole other dimension to your offense um, that the Suns, uh, I think, really need if they want to, you know, be sure to be put back up there, like top tier contender status, yeah. uh, you know, to, to, to maybe go and win. Because uh, in the playoffs, um, you know, you, you need as many dimensions to your offense as you can get. So I'd love to see them feed him more. Um, and then, you know, otherwise, Devin Booker shot five for 19. He's not going to do that every game. Like, he did mm-hmm. not shoot the ball well. But you got to credit the the Warriors' defense. Like, Otto Porter is big and long, and he was really trying this game. He was really trying to, you know, uh, show Steve Kerr that he, he's worthy of uh, being in the rotation. There. They kind of picked him up off the, the scrap heap. But he's a really long, uh, you know, physical guy who, who has had some good seasons in the league he's just you know oh, dealt with sure. some injuries and he, he's played um, some big minutes too on playoff teams yeah he was he was a big part of that uh, those wizards teams yep. uh, with uh, with john wall and bradley beal like he was their starting three and uh you know he, he he's no slouch and uh, he was really impressed with him defensively um and you know you got gary payton the second and all, draymond and you know all, all the long even kaminga got minutes this game yeah um all these long uh, warriors defenders really made it hard on booker and you know, if you're the Suns, if Chris Paul's your leading scorer, you're probably not going to win, uh, no. you know, against yeah. really t- top tier uh, competition. Um, so, you know, I, I, I know Devin Booker's not going to shoot that poorly, um, but uh, it, it does, you know, when he does have a bad game, it does bring up questions for the Suns about, you know, where, where else are you going to go exactly? And, you know, whether that's Aiton, I don't know, but uh, I, I do, I do get the feeling after this game, like if you're the Suns, you should be as critical of yourself as, as possible. Cause you, your, your expectation is championship. Yeah. Um, like I, I think they're just missing um, or I would feel a lot more confident, uh, you know, and, and they are my finals pick, but I, I'd feel a lot more confident that they had one more guy, even if it was like a bench guy who could come off um, and, you know, really go get a bucket. Cause they don't really have anyone who can get their own shot outside of um, Devin Booker, like miles bridges, sure. Jay Crowder, uh, Johnson, you know, Payne can do that a little bit, but he's smaller at the point guard position. He's not going to be the guy to, you know, really make it happen in the playoffs. So one sort of bigger wing 
um, to kind of go get you a bucket would have really helped them in a game like this. Cause it was close. Yeah. It was winnable yeah. down the stretch, but the, the Warriors, yeah, like I said, they were, they were just trying really hard for the message and all the credit to them. Um, I, I know it sounds like I'm, you know, just sort of talking about how the Suns <laughs> lost this game versus uh, how Golden State legit won it, but, but they, they deserve all the credit and they keep, they keep proving me wrong. I'm, I'm still not quite on the bandwagon with them yet. Something, yep, something just here. doesn't quite feel right. Um, like something tells me their insane record is lying just a little bit. It um, comes right you're saying. They're playing with all this hustle, man. They're playing with something to prove. Yeah. Some of these teams are a little bit like they can rest on their morals. They're not, they, they, they're playing hard every single night. So I think when the playoffs come and some of these teams kind of take it to that next level, I think they're yeah. playing at that next level already. I think they're playing yeah. as hard as they can. I mean, again, we'll see. Steph can take it to another level, I'm sure. Um, well, yeah, I, Jeez, I really, that'd be something to see. Yeah, I, I really do think that, that that's part of it. Um, and then just to quickly note on uh, the uh, the other two games uh, that we didn't go over, uh, the Hawks blowing out uh, – or the Knicks blowing out the Hawks, pardon me. Uh, Kemba Walker gets the triple-double. Uh, a, a nice development there in New York. Uh, you know, uh, he goes from out of the rotation to multiple uh, games now. Uh, pretty solid uh, to look at. I mean, obviously he wasn't uh, lighting up the scoreboard or anything, uh, but, you know, he, he was helping his team in other ways. Really funny yeah. seeing uh, them try to box out uh, – you know, box the ball out, let him get the, uh, the last rebound, but yeah. he's never quite able to get there. And they're all laughing <laughs> on the court. So uh, a nice Christmas moment there for the New York. And the OB, OB Toppin oh. uh, through the leg slam at the end there. He's, MSG was going crazy. I love OB Toppin, man. I, I wanted him to go to uh, get him in the dunk contest. Oh yeah. He, de- he's definitely got to be there. Um, and then uh, lastly, uh, Hey, shout out to the Mavericks. They, uh, they actually made it really, really competitive game uh, against the jazz respects to them. Uh, Porzingis uh, had a good game. Jalen Brunson, uh, you know, could have shot the ball a little bit better, but uh, even with uh, Luca out another great performance by him. So, I mean, again, maybe yep. we kind of mentioned that in the past, maybe Jalen Brunson, he needs a little, needs a little bit more love. He needs a little bit more attention. Uh, so we'll try and figure that one out. Uh, yep. Moving on now uh we're we me and jordan you know big believers in therapy but this is kind of our creative therapy um Mm -hmm. man this is fucking bullshit um the raptors lose by 45 last night to the (laughs) absolute waxing i was i was just sitting on my couch and i was like oh i should watch the uh the raptors game i I just go to because i have to stream it on my laptop i'm too poor to have cable but i go and I, i look at the score just to make sure you know everything's going well and uh, yeah, they're down by like 50 or something. I'm like, okay, never mind. Uh, and I, I had a first first moment of panic, and I'm like, oh yeah, they literally are playing with no no starter, no no one even you know, yeah, even yeah. close to their their main sort of rotation. So that I didn't feel as bad, but go on, Matt. It, it's still sad. It's it still sucks. Oh well, I mean, like, hey, no, get out whatever you need. Like I. I... It was kind of one of those games where I put it on and like, I don't want to like just totally quit. Cause again, yeah, it is like, like they're like, who the fuck are they? Like you really like a lot of these guys, like it was literally V, Delano, Yuta and uh, Boucher are the only players that they have that were from the like, starting roster or are the original like opening day roster. Uh, everybody yeah. else are these guys they've had to pick up and it's like, yeah, well, of course they're going to get blown out. I, mean, I guess uh, like a team like the Cavs that are pretty well, like they, they've got, obviously they're affected. They got everyone. But the, I mean, they, they still got Taco Fall. They had him starting games uh, <laughs> earlier in the week. But I mean, yeah, you still, you still got Kevin Love, Gar- you still got Garland. Uh, Garland, Lil- you got Rubio, Markinen. you got Markinen. Yeah, they, they've got a lot of those key guys. Obviously, yeah, they, they, like every, every team in the league's been hurt. So we're, we're not going to cry too much. But as Raptors fans, they've got 10 guys out in COVID protocols. Why can't we get a game postponed? The only yeah, reason we've gotten any of like, we got our uh, game against the Bulls postponed, but that was because the Bulls had so many guys in COVID protocols. Uh, we were yeah. uh, sending our uh, regards to Lonzo Ball, who uh, got added in uh, late Sunday night. 
that's really he shitty. Thought he was um, gonna, he thought he was gonna avoid it. Um, but he, he said all he does is he goes to practice, then he goes home. That, that's all he does. And that's what these guys, everybody probably should be trying their best to do. I mean, obviously yeah. that's kind of a shitty way to live your life, especially when you're an NBA like star. But oh my goodness. Um, yeah, the, the, the Raptors game, there's nothing they could even have done. Like, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, no, no, it's just brutal. Like I, I can't, I can't really describe the feelings. It's like, like if they were going to lose 40, if there was any way they were going to lose by 45 and I, I not care, this would be it, but yeah. it still sucks that they even had to play a game like this. So shorthanded with like, it, it literally was uh, the way I was describing it to actually to my grandfather. Uh, we were chatting about this at a, at a Christmas dinner. And I said, it's like, it's like when uh-huh. you, you need pop up hell no uh pop up pop up pop up uh when you go and you you need a guy you need a body for like a pickup league or a beer league you just send out like a message like hey if uh, anyone could make it to the the raptors game we need a body that's what i was waiting i i i I, I, tom dick and harry i was waiting by my phone because like the raptors (laughs) probably the organization probably would have heard of me by now like we've had some I had some pretty big runs at your building. I used to play oh, yeah. Hawaii. There's always some scouts um, there. Actually, there's yeah. a guy who films all of our games now. So I'm um, definitely, I'll be, cut, <laughs> oh, I'll be, I'll be cutting Let some tape. I'll be oh, cutting I can't some wait. tape. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I was waiting for the call. It, it never came. I, I think maybe, you know, I changed my number a while ago. So I, I don't know. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. I, like I, 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 I know. Of all the times to postpone a game, I don't understand why others would be. Like in this situation, you literally only have yeah even even Svi, so Svi and boucher and watanabe like they're like on your low end of your rotation they might be like oh almost yeah some of these falling out like these guys were getting benched. bench guys yeah yeah so like like you literally don't even have your real team not a single member of your like core team. Bro, like yeah if any of these guys weren't on the normal roster it wouldn't be the <laughs> wouldn't be the end of the world so it's like uh yeah i don't i don't get why they made them play this game and uh you know, because uh, because it, it, it's it's at the end of the day just not really fair. Like it's not representative of no. what this team actually is. Um, and then you know this is this is the, the Raptors are fighting for a playoff position here. Like they're in eleventh. It's not like they're they're fourteenth, fifteenth, way out of the play-in picture. Mm-hmm. Like they, they need these wins. So it, it's weird. But but like you said, I can't be that mad about it. I mean, uh, Utah twenty-six and thirteen on eleven for twenty. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. You know, he. he you can get these reps in. He's still a young guy. And, uh, you know, I, I love watching him play. I love his story. And, um, and the fact that he will always jump uh, no matter how many times he gets yep. posterized. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, you know, there's some good takeaways, I guess, but um, it's, it is, it is just kind of weird and, and depressing, but um, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing you can do if you literally don't have any members of your real team. <laughs> Also, in a roundabout way, uh, I was actually very happy uh, because uh, throughout because of all this, uh, Daniel Turo uh, was signed to a ten day contract, and he was uh, who yes. I, I I and again I doubt he'll end up he'll end up sticking around, but I desperately wanted the uh, with a year that they drafted Malachi Flynn, uh, so I guess uh, yeah. twenty twenty that was I de- I really wanted them to snag him at uh, twenty nine. I think that was the the pick. Uh, and and they passed on him. They took Malachi Flynn, and I was like, "What the hell are you doing? We need a big. We, this guy can he just stretch the floor." So uh, I'm a big uh, Aturu guy. Uh, yeah, I, I would good. love. Good, you get to see uh, him. He, he he got some play. Played oh yeah, he, uh, he I think he got like seven 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 and two in seventeen minutes. I mean, not bad yeah. for a guy. They uh, you know plucked from the G League. Uh, and again, the hardest part for these guys, they don't have. That's what I was kind of saying earlier. Like they don't have any chemistry. It is just like playing pickup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Out 
how it's going. And like the, I, I know that Nick Nurse's system is, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of coverages and a lot of uh, shit you got to know to, to really excel at. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's not an ideal situation for those guys either. So again, any of these COVID replacement guys, I mean, uh, thank you, you know, for keeping the NBA running at this point. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a shitty situation all around because some of these replacement guys are getting COVID right away. And uh, speaking speaking of replacement, Matt, like. Um... Uh, what's his face? I, I just saw <laughs> after all the hype, after all the, you know, feel good energy or whatever, the Lakers aren't even re-signing Isaiah Thomas to another 10 day or anything. It's yeah. 10 days done. And, 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 and that'll be it. That's, that's you later. A stint for the, for the Lakers, not a single win, uh, at least so far, maybe, maybe they'll squeeze one more in while he's still with the team, but apparently cut- other teams are interested. Uh, yeah. and I'm like, uh, which team? any team that needs a body that's that's yeah yeah for 10 days Uh, the raptors yeah Yeah. uh they uh yeah it's yeah it's pretty funny to think about i mean maybe that stat muse tweet uh was what really got to them maybe they the plinkas or uh, whatever the hell uh you know they they were looking or lebron the lakers are 0-3 since signing isaiah tom oh it's his fault this is his fault not westbrook's Oh, our AD, AD being out. Oh no, no, it's a, it's a signing Isaiah Thomas. That was what did it. <laughs> um, but that, that that's all we wanted to do. We just needed to vent that out for a, a, a quick second. I mean, every maybe team- they'll all come back at once. Maybe all our guys yeah. will be back at once, and we'll go on a winning streak here. That's what I'm. That's what I'm wishing for the new year. Hey, if the Raptors, uh, if they were healthy, they, they there'd be no problem this year. They would be in the playoffs for sure. Oh, easy. Um, but we're going to move on to a, a brand new segment. We're going to bring it to you guys. Uh, it's called, uh, what's the band that does it? You'll have to help me out here. Guns and Roses? Probably not. Uh, something like that. Uh, dead oh, or Alive. I know that's Bon Jovi, Matt. You're, John, you're, John you. Bovey. Okay. Yeah. yeah John, the legendary. Yeah, I misspoke. John Bovey. John Bon Bovey. Uh, they, bon uh, they, they were a band. Um, if, <laughs> if you guys didn't know. Uh, whoa. Living on a prayer. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. That was Headley, I think. Um, I, moving on. Oh my uh, yeah, so we're going to go over Dead or Alive. And so if this is the way it's going to work. I'm just going to throw out a few teams uh, to Flegel here, and we're going to discuss uh, whether they're dead. So they're, there's no way that they're, they're going to be coming back this year. It's just a tank. Or if uh, they're, they're alive, their playoff chances are alive, and maybe they can make a little bit of push to get into the play-in tournament. So these are all teams uh, ranked 11th or lower uh, that I think have a little bit of legs that, you know, we'll, we'll see what Flegel says. Um, so the first team I want to throw out there, uh, they play, they recently just played on Christmas Day, uh, getting the win. We were just talking about them. Uh, the New York Knicks. Uh, currently, they're sitting 12th in the East, uh, 15 and 18 record, uh, and they're four and six in their last 10. But they, uh, you know, they they've broken a bit of a, a losing skid. Uh, they looked good. Uh, and again, obviously, it's hard to tell with all these teams, uh, you know, being injured. But let's uh, speculate that eventually this will all uh, smooth over and we'll have healthy rosters. Uh, do you yeah. think that uh, the Knicks' playoff chances are dead or alive here, Jordan? I think they're alive. I think they're alive. I think it's close. Um, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're like you know firmly a million percent alive. But I yeah. think if I had to pick, I would go with alive because it, at the very least, like it or if nothing else, they really want to make the playoffs, which might be different from other teams where you know I don't know, like someone like Indiana. If you find yourself in this, this position, clearly they were trying to win at the, the beginning of the season, but things haven't worked out. Like yeah. it's kind of yeah. in their best interest to just be like, okay, we tried um, and sort of, you know, move towards the tanking strategy, but the Knicks do not want to do that. Like they've got too many, they've got, you know, uh, the Randall contract, they, they've got big off season signings that they made. They want to make the, the plan and, and get into the playoffs. So 
if only for that, I think they'll do it. Like they're obviously struggling mm-hmm. and have been for a while. They, uh, are, their defense has really fallen apart compared to last year. And then their offense isn't really enough to uh, counteract that. So they've been very mediocre. I think they're right where they should be, but if they can get a little bit more cohesion and get Randall playing well and their shooters doing better. And, you know, if Tibbs can kind of get through to these guys to really play hard defensively and they can beat up on some bad teams, I say they make it uh, into the play. I don't think they'll be uh, six or higher, like no way sure. by the yeah, end of the yeah. season, they'll, they'll be in the play in somewhere. Um, uh, but uh, I, I do think they're alive. Uh, okay. Well, the next team, cause I, again, you know, you know, I still have my love I'm, I, and I'll never, I'll never fully back out of a take. I'll never fully back out. I said that they could make the the the, the, the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, Here we go. Everything went well for them. Uh, they've got potential. They just had a bad losing skid. They could they can get there. They're uh, but again the 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 East you know, they're, they're, it's it's up in the air. I mean if they can get hit five hundred they could get they could get close. They just got to go on a bit of a winning streak here. They they can figure yep. it out. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe we'll see if Gilbert Arenas was right. I don't know if anyone saw that. He, he really ripped into Julius. Yeah. Randall. That was uh, oh yeah, a little, little unwarranted there. Uh, but I mean, no chill Gil for a reason, right? Uh, we're going to move on though, to another team within the, the East here for legal. Another team that we've, we don't really talk about the team much, but we talk about two players from it a lot. Uh, the Indiana Pacers, uh, oh, they're, they're right below the New York Knicks, uh, in the Eastern standings, uh, sitting at 14 and 20. Uh, they're, they're on a one game losing streak. They've been five and five in their last 10. Uh, they're very, such a, such a mediocre team, but again, have some depth. They've got good coaching and they have, uh, you know, as we said, they have a couple actually like all-star caliber players, uh, not looking like the best season for them this year, but, uh, what do you think about the Pacers, uh, at, at this point in time, dead or alive? Uh, you know, I'd like to pass my condolences on to mm. Rick Carlisle, um, What's his name? Pritchard, not Peyton, uh, some other Pritchard. Uh, they're, they're dead. And I'm sorry, but um, it, it, it's dead. And I think it's in the best interest of them, them yeah. for it to be dead. I just, we, there was a few other basketball podcasts talking about uh, Indiana and sort of the state of their affairs. Cause they've obviously got the most sort of trade rumors swirling around them right now. Fuck other um, podcast, big dog ball talk. Number one <laughs> podcast on Spotify and Apple. Get us there. Come on. Yeah. Thank you. Rate, rate us five stars on Spotify. Do it right now if you're listening. And on Apple Music, you can still do, do it. it. Um, do it. Um, <laughs> um, that do it really did it for me, Matt. Wow. Because wow. <laughs> no, you look you look like Palpatine, too. That was it. That's, that's good. Do I'm it. glad that the impression was there. You know I'm known for my impressions. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, Indiana. <laughs> no, no. That's that one. Favorite. I'm not going to touch that one, but um, Indiana, get on top uh, of it. Indiana uh, should be dead. Oh, what was I going to say? So the other basketball podcast, which I, I again, I can't remember exactly which ones, but I think it was an, a number. So I'm not going to show just one out, but talking about Indiana and the uh, state of their draft picks uh, pretty much over the course of their history, they haven't had a top 10 pick since like the seventies or something or something crazy. Uh, like uh, maybe, maybe I'm misquoting, but they haven't had like a good, uh, or maybe it's top five, but anyway, they haven't had like a good uh, even shot at a pick in so long. And it's because they're kind of a small market. They, they need to keep the fan base, you know, involved, like tank, tanking seasons uh, in a place like Indiana. that's so crazy about basketball. Yeah. Uh, they, they've clearly decided that's probably not going to go over well. So they've uh, sort of always retooled on the fly, as they say, they've, they've been kind of mediocre and then really tried to push the boundaries and they've had some luck. I mean, the, if you watch the last dance, you know, back then Indiana was probably the closest in the East at, you know, beating the bulls yeah. uh, late in their run. And then, you know, they had 
the, the good teams around the malice of the palace here. They made the finals against the Lakers and then the, the Paul George and David West and Roy Hibbert era. So yeah. they've, they've had a, been okay, but even with again, the Depot, they had a bit of a run. Exactly. Yeah. They, they took, pushed the Cavs to seven and, you know, they, they, they've been competitive and, and even this year you thought, Oh, maybe they could be competitive. But I think uh, the fact that they're already so far below in the standings of, you know, other teams, like I don't think Toronto's uh, going to lay down and, and, you know, no. uh, not try either. So you've got Toronto, the Knicks, and then everyone else above that obviously wants to stay in their position. Like Indiana, like if there, there was a clear path to jump, jump frog or leapfrog teams that weren't, that also, you know, would be happy to tank, then maybe I'd say they were alive, but, um, I think they're right where they should be. And I think there's trades coming. That's going to make their competitive outlook for this season, uh, worse. Um, you know, the, I, I'm sure there'll, there'll be trades that make the future, uh, you know, better in Indiana, but, but for this season in particular, uh, I think they're dead. And I think they should be happy about that. Like get down there, get a good pick, uh, infuse your, your team with young talent. You still got Malcolm Brogdon. Um, yeah. you, you still may, but at the end of this thing, have one of Sabonis or Turner, and then if you get a good pick, you, you can still be competitive next Dorte. year. Um, yeah, you still got Dorte, exactly. It was a, a guy they hit on uh, but didn't have to be that high in the draft. Like They've mm-hmm. still got a, a pretty good outlook. So um, I'd say keep your eye on the future, but don't even think about winning this year. I think it's no. a bad move. And I, even if they tried, I don't think they could do it. So they're dead. Yeah. They're dead. Sorry, Indy. Well, uh, our condolences, uh, as you said there earlier. And uh, the last yeah. team I want to ask you about, dead or alive? And uh, this one might be hitting you right in the wallet, so you got to be thinking with your head here. Don't be biased. No. But, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, I mean, they're sitting 14th in the West, but it's so close down there uh, yeah, for that 10th seed. Uh, I mean, there's they're three and a half games away from the 10th seed right now. Uh, they lost to the Thunder, I believe it was, uh, Sunday night. Uh, and the, but before that, they were on a three or four game winning streak. So they, they, they've been kind of pushing it a little bit. Uh, maybe the team's starting to figure it out. Uh, Brandon Ingram uh, and Jonas trying to lead the charge without uh, big boy Zion uh, going to be in the lineup for a while. And it's crazy because if Zion was there and healthy, man, you would be paying me 50 bucks for sure. <laughs> um, so it's pretty crazy that, you know, Zion's going to come here and screw me over, uh, you know, hurt my wallet. But again, six and four in their last 10. Uh, what are you thinking right now? Uh, dead or alive for the New Orleans Pelicans? Oh God, I honestly I don't know what to to say. Like they're it could go either way. I think I'm gonna go dead. Wow, hater. dead. You're a hater. Dead. You're a real hater. Because okay, so the, I can they will overtake OKC because OKC wants to lose, but all these other teams like. Even Portland, for as bad as they've been, mm-hmm. I can't see them making a move that would totally take them out of it this year if they make a move. And if they stand pat, I think they're still going to want to be in that play-in mix. Um, you, you're not going to tank with Dame. Um, and, you know, Sacramento wants to get in there. And San Antonio is actually playing well. Oh. DeJounte Murray. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, DeJounte Murray. Um, yeah, I don't know what I said before. But DeJounte Murray's. <laughs> I think he uh, did a bit of a stroke uh, or something. I don't know. Out of, yeah, sorry yeah, about that. Jordan's eyes rolled in the back of his head. Yeah. And he was convulsed. I don't know. I'll cut that out. Yeah, please do. Um, but uh, the Spurs, got to give them a little bit of love. You know, Popovich still chugging away. DeJounte Murray's having a bit of a resurgent year. Jakob Pertl, my Austrian brethren. Uh, they're doing well. Like, there's too many good teams, I think, uh, for New Orleans who uh, have looked, you know, it, you're right that they're doing better and, you know, Brandon Ingram's been playing better when he's played and Jonas is still doing his thing. But outside of those two guys, they've, they've just got too many young, either young players or question marks. Um, and Zion comes back and really 
uh, you know, it starts playing well and, you know, I don't know when the hell that's going to be, um, then maybe I'll reevaluate it. But with the knowledge that Zion's going to be out indefinitely, uh, I think, I think they're dead, but I, I'll give you credit. I think it'll be close. Like I, I, I would put yeah, my man. money on them finishing, uh, 11th or 12th, maybe like they're not okay. going to stay at 14, but, yeah, uh, I don't finish think 13th. I get my money back. Yeah. $25. Yeah. yeah that'd be no, good. that's, uh, no, I won't, I'm not going to touch that one. But uh, you know, I, I I think I think they're just barely going to miss out. That'll be my prediction. But yeah, I, I if think Zion probably, comes back, I will reevaluate. But yeah, I think you're probably right on that. Uh, yeah, I'm again, my hope is has been dead for pretty much since the first week <laughs> of the season. They were like oh and seven or whatever the hell it was. Uh, so yeah, that that was a bad take on my part. Uh, but again, Zion, you you screwed me once again. You got me again, Zion. Um, but to move on, uh, we're 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 going to be back with some more dead or alive uh, later in the season, I'm sure. Uh, you know, as we 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 get really really close into that play uh, play in bubble, uh, we'll uh, we'll reevaluate and uh, retouch on some of these teams because again, like a team like San Antonio, they might not even be in the play in. Uh, they might just be straight up, uh, you know, clinching a playoff team because they they've been hot right yep. now, uh, beating a lot of competitive yep. teams. So. Uh, Look for the Spurs. Dejounte Murray is the real deal. I really yep. like him. I think yep. he's great. Uh, great all-around player. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to be bringing back the return of a uh, of something that uh, we we were doing for weeks here. Uh, we we took a break. I uh, wanted to switch it up a little bit, but we're back with the Monday trivia. And you yeah. already know we don't have the updated scores. So uh, <laughs> I'm probably up on Flegel by a couple. I don't know. It's something like that. Uh, but again, yeah. uh, play along, uh, listeners at home. I'm sure you won't be able to get it because uh, I mean, if we can't get it, there's no way anyone else could. Uh, we're the experts, no, no. uh, yeah. learned, learned, uh, doctorates of uh, basketball knowledge, uh, yes. PhD. Uh, but uh, this week I'm going to be pitching out five uh trivia questions NBA related to uh, to F- Mr. Flegel here. Uh, again, differentiating, and you know, some might be harder than others. Uh, and and I, again, I'm trying not to put in too many of these media ones i don't think i have any this week uh so uh, that, that's good for you um but we're gonna start it off here um so jordan there's only one team in the history of the nba to have played on christmas day that has never won on christmas day can you oh tell me that God. team there are two teams i believe it's memphis and i want to say like indiana maybe i'm wrong there's one other team that's never played on christmas i know one is memphis uh okay. of the teams that have played on christmas only this one team, team has never won gone. yes oh hmm. all right let me think let me think let me think i i don't think you need to overthink this one that's that's the only advice i'll give you I'm going to just, okay. Uh, um, hmm. Okay. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Not overthinking, thinking just the right amount. Um, so I'm, I think it's a team that probably wouldn't have played a lot on Christmas because they've been bad because if you play enough, you'll get a win. But mm-hmm. so I feel like it's a team that would have been added to the Christmas day slate recently. So they wouldn't have had a lot of chances to win. So I'm going to go with my gut. I might regret this, but is it the Clippers? No, you are oh. wrong. Uh, you, yeah, you, you still overthunk it, man. Uh, the Toronto Raptors, zero and two. Toronto Raptors, zero and two. Only team to have never won on Christmas Day that has wait, wait. played on Christmas Day. When was their second? 
Christmas Day game. They had one in, uh, I think it was maybe right around when Vince Carter left, if I'm correct. Oh. I know that they've lost twice, though. Uh, they lost, we were talking about it on our uh, Christmas special that they lost to the, uh, they, oh, they ended up losing to the, the Celtics uh, a couple years ago. Uh, but okay, 0 and 1, you know, hey. It's it's all right, man. It's all right. You didn't listen to me. I tried to help you here. Uh, this really one, think so. and this one again. This one's gonna be tough because again, it's, it's just gonna be a bit of a guesstimation. Um, but uh, you know, we're we're getting closer to the All Star breaks. The uh, you could officially can start voting for uh, your NBA All Stars now. Uh, so uh, I mean, we should all get out there and vote. It's very important that uh, you know. Uh, our, yeah, you know, we should do our all star ballot and yeah. discuss it. We, yeah, we. I, th- I think we'll have to uh, have to do that on the pod. Maybe a, a little uh, special Wednesday episode. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, yep. But uh, can you tell me? Because again, there's there's been lots of you know decorated uh, decorated careers where they have uh, multiple all star games. But uh, can you tell me how many one time all stars there have been in NBA slash ABA history? <laughs> what? Because everyone oh. always says, "Oh, I don't want to be one of those one-time All Stars," and I was like, "I wonder how many guys have actually been a one-time All Star." Because it's kind of rare, right? If you're going to make an All Star game, you would think, "Yeah, yeah. oh, uh, yeah, like uh, you know, next season they'll be good." But there are some of these guys that just kind of these one and done, uh, mm-hmm. one and done years. Okay, so I'm just guessing here. Um, I'd say, oh, you want the exact number? Well, that's what I'd like. NBA and ABA? Yes. Oh. 34. You're very close. 163. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think that there was a lot of guys in the older – I kept going, I was sipping through the list, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what any of these guys are. I think the oh, ABA okay. probably also doesn't help. But, yeah, I also – when I was like – I was like, this could be an interesting one. Like, probably like 25 guys. Yeah, I yeah. – I can't believe it's that many people, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of guys just kind of have like one little decent year and uh, they get the nod and then uh, keeps moving on. Yeah, um, true. But uh, <laughs> to talk about uh, someone who broke down some uh, some boundaries uh, for for his nation, uh, I would like to know: Do you know who the first Chinese player to ever step foot on an NBA court is? Is this a trick question? Nope, it's not. First ever, uh, like born in China, because I, I, pardon me for not knowing his name. I know there was a uh, an Asian American player, uh, back in the uh, the early oh, days yeah. of the NBA. Uh, I can't, I, I can't recall his name. Uh, apologies for that. Uh, yeah. but he he was yeah, he, he was born in uh he he was born in America, I believe. So this is a, a Chinese born player, first ever one, well, early two thousands for the Mavericks. Oh shit! Okay, well. Not Yao Ming, man. What I was gonna say. Um, he might have been the first Chinese player drafted. Because I oh, don't okay. think this guy was drafted. Oh, what I know the this, hell? this hint won't help you, but it'll help anyone who plays 2K out there. Uh, he got a, a card this uh, this this year on uh, 2K my team, and uh, it, it's kind of cheesy. A lot of people who uh, have budget teams use this guy. Oh man, well. With the Mavs. Oh, it's not Yi Jin Lian, is it? Or... No, it's not. But that's a. He's also in the game. Uh, his, his name is Wang ZZ. I don't know who Wang ZZ is, man. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go maybe Zuki or something back in the day. I mean, uh, actually, no, no, not Zuki. Uh, who is the other one? He used to play for the Bucks. Uh, Yan Ji Lian. Oh yeah. Well, that's what I said. No, you were saying you said Han Jin Ru. Is that what you just said? <laughs> No, I said Jan Julian. I think it's how do you pronounce it? That, that's... I don't know. Close enough. 
yeah, but yeah but, I can't believe you don't know that. You need to get educated, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, apologies. Wow. Well, uh, I always thought it was Yao Ming, but maybe that's crazy. Wow. Okay. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm wrong. We'll, we'll work on it. Next week, I'll ask you the name of the first Japanese player. Uh, oh, only uh, first uh, Austrian player, Jakob Pertl. My yep, God. That's true. That is true. And, uh, and uh, the first ever Portuguese-born player, I think, just played uh, the other day or really? like last week or something. Yeah, I, I forget <laughs> forget the name, I forget the team, but I do know the first Portuguese-born player. Interesting. So well, hey, shout, out, shout out to that guy, no namer. Yeah. Um, we're gonna we're gonna move on here. This one, I feel like this this one you'll you should get. Uh, I don't I don't think this one's uh, too too crazy. Um, so everybody, you know, he you know he wears seven now. Uh, for the longest time, Kevin Durant was synonymous with the uh, the jersey number thirty-five. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, it's a kind of an unusual jersey number for uh, in the basketball realm. Uh, but can you tell me the reason why Kevin Durant wears number 35? Don't or wore number 35, pardon me. Um, oh. Oh, is this something to do with the DMV? No. Um, I No, not dur- like that's not the reasoning, but it would have happened in that area, I suppose. Um. Oh my fucking god! It's a sad reason. It's not actually a good reason. Like it's a oh. tribute, but it's a sad reason. Is is he got to do with his mom? Because no, no. Oh, I could guess, Matt, but I, I have no idea. You t- tell me. I don't so, know. Kevin Durant wears thirty five because his high school coach died. Uh, I believe he was killed in uh, when he was only 35 years old. So Kevin Durant oh, switched his number to number 35 as a tribute to uh, to his coach, who was gone too soon. I, I, I oh, thought, wow! I didn't know that at all. Yep, uh, I, 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 that's kind of. I a, should know that one, but I don't. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a good uh, one of those nice. Uh, uh, it's a good feel good number. I always like when the yeah, numbers yeah. mean a little bit more uh, than you know. You yeah. just say, ah, I picked this number because I picked this number. Uh, yeah, yeah a, a nice backstory to a, one of the more unusual jersey numbers. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely one of the the, the the most iconic numbers in NBA history now. So thanks to Kevin Durant. Um, but yeah. the last one, Jordan, this is not your best one. I mean, we're we're shaking Come the cobwebs here one. a little bit. Uh, it's been tough. I will say it's tough. It's the it's the holiday season. Uh, you know, Jordan's been sipping on his eggnog. I know him. Uh, you yeah. know, we're, we're we're trying our best to get through this. But the last trivia question of the day: How many points? Did LeBron James have in his first NBA game? And again, LeBron, oh. James, I don't know if you've seen, he he recently uh, has just surpassed. He's been in the NBA longer than he has, uh, he was alive before yeah. being in Yeah, the- I saw that. Yeah. That's insane. That, yeah. that is a crazy stat that over half your life you've spent being a professional athlete. That's crazy. And one of LeBron's stature, that's that's insane. And he even, he posted about it and was like, this is crazy. And, and that is crazy. From Akron. Just a kid from Akron. <laughs> The man, the chosen one, uh, the disputed king. Um, okay, I know this. I know this. But so it's mid-20s. It was against a team that we don't talk about. Yes, it was. Yes. Um, we've all seen the highlights. He had a good game. He had that he had that steal and that dunk. He, was, he actually hit a few jump shots. What was his point total? Oh, it was, it was a classic LeBron point total. It was like a sign of things to come. It was like between 22 and 28, I want to say. Did he have 25 points? 
You got it, man. You nailed yes. it. There you go. You redeemed yourself a little bit there. Thank goodness. I was yes. worried. I was going to say, I was like, man, I can't believe he's not going to get it. Because I knew that the one-time All-Star one and uh, Wayne's Easy was going to be tough for you to get. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought, yeah. yeah, I thought a couple of those. But, yeah, I'm glad you got that one, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a testament to LeBron. Again, again, I, I, I wish that I was a little bit more, you know, I would have only been uh, five years old when LeBron yeah. came into the NBA. Uh, so, again, as far from me, like my basketball fandom, I mean, LeBron's always been there. Uh, so I, I, I could, but I can't imagine the hype that would have been around a guy like LeBron, like coming in and then first game drops 25. Uh, yeah. so I mean, uh, you know, that again, it was a, a lot of what was going to come that year. Um, yeah. so uh, again, shout out to LeBron, even though you posted some ignorant ass stuff on your Instagram. Oh yeah. That was, uh, I don't weekend. even know where he was going with that. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know. I want to know what he meant, but yeah. anyway. I don't know. LeBron, it was, a, it was a little bit weird for coming from a guy that's been so like an, like on top of the, you know, be, make sure you're getting vaccinated or whatever. Maybe he's kind of like, screw this, my team sucks. <laughs> uh, I'm just flipping scripts now. Yeah, it seems, uh, it would seem like an angry post for sure. If you guys want to see good content on Instagram, follow at Big Dog Ball Talk on Instagram, right. Twitter, TikTok. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're always, uh, we're, we're always get, growing. We're always getting bigger on uh, our social media channels. So uh, come be a part of it. Uh, and again, we mentioned it earlier, rate us five stars on the uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, Spotify just added that in. So, uh, you know, get us, get us those five stars. It uh, really means a lot. Uh, or, I mean, yeah, be honest. If you want to give us a, a four or three, I mean, it, it sucks. But, I mean, hey, uh, you're entitled to your opinion, whether it's uh, wrong. And in that yep. case, it would definitely be wrong. Uh, but, uh, again, thank you, everybody, uh, so much for listening. Uh, I've been Matt Eichhorn with Jordan Flegel. And uh, as my friend Jordan always says. Um. Uh, only one cookie in the morning. Only one cookie in the morning. Um, I've been saying that for a while. Yeah, I've said that to you before, right? Like, I've got a cookie here. I, I had half of one. What kind of rock? While we were recording. Uh, it's uh, it's a gingerbread raisin. cookie with white chocolate chips. Dude, you're going crazy. Now you're going crazy. And now, now this whole diet oh, is out of the window. Hold on, hold on. I, I, I also have one, one, one announcement to make. Uh, the Raptors game against the Suns. It's back on, baby. And he got an email uh, that nice. uh, they were reselling the tickets uh, for, because you got a refund, so that you was able to buy them back. So it's back on. Oh, yeah. There you go. And then you can get Chris Paul. Tell him, hey, man, uh, you can't dunk it all there court. So uh, in the morning, you grab your coffee and, uh, you know, just dunk a little chocolate chip cookie in there. Cannot wait to see if, if he is in, if he is injured if he's injured or out uh, you know for for that game I'll scream uh, I, I don't know what I'll do because I think it might be one of my last chances but I, I have to see him, I have to see him. and uh, yes you're right Matt Chris Paul's got kids Chris Paul you know the whole thing yeah one cookie you get one cookie in the morning you know you get it. Up.